and gentlemen, welcome back to the Packer Principal Podcast. My name is Zach Lino. I'm the high school assistant principal here in Fremont. And I am the very proud principal of Fremont High School, Scott Sherman. All right, we are joined today uh, by the Fremont Myers store director, Joe Van Hoven. Joe attended Ferris State and has a bachelor's degree in personnel management. Joe has been working for Meyer for 35 years. Uh, Joe has advanced to store director after just five years with being with the company, and he has had the privilege of being in charge of nine super centers across the Midwest, I'm guessing. Each super center has an average of three to 400 people working under his leadership. On a personal note, uh, Joe has a wonderful wife, three daughters, and is active in his church and community organizations. Joe, thank you so much for joining us. Joe, before we get to the interview, uh, I know you're a hunter. Did you did you get anything yesterday or the day before? No. Nothing. Nothing. Did nothing you? but a little relaxation and time away. Right. So, well, I was not lost, but I didn't get a deer. All Sitting right. up in the tree stand, relaxing a little bit. Did you see anything? Squirrels. Some squirrels. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. squirrels. Well, Joe, can you uh, fill us in on your journey in the Meyer uh, industry? Yeah. Uh, thanks, guys, for having me here today. When I, uh, when I graduated from college, um, uh, the economy was a little different. I put a lot of applications out and uh, ended up uh, accepting a position with Meyer. And Meyer was really growing down the Detroit area. Well, I'm, I'm a West Michigan person, and uh, so, but, you know, you kind of took what it was and said, okay, let's go. Go where the jobs were. Yeah, right? go yep. where the jobs were, and, uh, and, and had the right attitude and went down there. Worked there, actually, for a year and a half, enjoyed, really enjoyed the retail thing. And I had worked a little in retail before, sure. uh, but um, I ended up uh, coming home. I, I got married and, and, you know, my wife told me she wouldn't marry me until I had a job. So, so <laughs> I got the job and she joined me down there. And it was about a year and a half and she, uh, I'd come home a couple times and she, you know, had a little tear in her eye and kind of missed the family. And sure. so I told my, uh, my, my, my boss and said, hey, you know, no hard feelings. I just got to work my way back up to, to Grand Rapids and area. And he said, okay, well, you know, this, that's going to slow you down, blah, blah, blah. Well, anyway, he got moved about two weeks after I did, or after he, after he had told me that. So uh-huh. he called me and said, hey, you want to come up? And I said, well, I thought the career would slow down. And, uh, <sighs> but anyway, I was fortunate enough, uh, moved up to Grand Rapids again, and um, um, just hit, was placed in the right spot with the right people, That's great awesome. mentors. Um, quickly was throwing more challenges at me. I just, I just loved it. It was, it was very healthy environment for me to grow in mm. and uh, quickly became a store director and then just bounced around to some different stores. Was asked at one point, hey, do you want to grow to the next spot and be a market director? But that involved moving kind of sure. on a whim and it's sure. uh, right. Family was more important and, yep. uh, and hey, it was comfortable. So I really enjoyed it, but uh, it's just been a whirlwind as far as opening stores. I've had the privilege of opening two, wow. grand open two stores, this one in Fremont. Yep. And just really enjoy starting from the grass. So I said in the introduction, um, I kind of ad-libbed a little bit that I said the Midwest. Have you been in Michigan the whole time? Yeah. So yes. it's, it's been nine stores in Michigan. Right. When I started, that was where that was all where we were. Now sure. we're down to Kentucky and yeah. Wisconsin, some of that. But uh, no, I'm not. Yeah. So when we so when uh, when the family goes down to like Florida or whatever, we see Meyer stores all the way down, all the way down to, so K- just, to Kentucky. Yeah. You get down yeah. there and then yeah. Yeah. Well, so. Um, we brought you in today, Joe, uh, to talk a little bit to our students in our community about a couple of different things. Uh, number one is, um, as the video was shown just previously to this one, uh, we are going to be incentivizing um, positive attendance throughout the day at school. One of the things that we struggle with here is instilling the importance of being 
where you need to be on time. And uh, we do have a number of students in our building who, you know, struggle to get to class on time when the bell rings and, and getting to where they need to be on time. And, and I know like with 300 to 400 people, that must be an issue in your industry as well. And so we wanted to bring you in and talk a little bit about what it's like in the real world, quote unquote, real world, uh, when kids go out and get a job, what the importance is of positive attendance. So you have 300 to 400 employees in your store. How do you deal with uh, positive attendance and being on time? What does that look like in your world? Uh, we have a formal method to track attendance and so on with whether you want to look at it from a discipline standpoint we really try to figure out what's causing you to be late sure or to miss work um, i think it's really a twofold reaction certainly if you went to let's say starbucks at six o'clock in the morning and nobody was there right consequence i was there this morning yeah <laughs> got myself a coffee yeah but the second piece of that is other people get impacted. In many ways, you disrespect, if I can use that word, other people's time. Yes. Um, in your world, I would imagine teachers have to catch up or provide more paperwork yes. or whatever to say, hey, I know you missed this class or whatever. We have the same thing. Other team members will watch and say, hey, Jimmy didn't show up today. Are you going to do anything about it? Because I had to pick up his slack. Right. So it's not that the, the emphasis is not as much on discipline as it is in, Jimmy, help me understand why you couldn't be here. You're important. I wouldn't have scheduled mm -hmm. you if you didn't if we didn't need you. Mm -hmm. And just try to help them understand the why behind it. So I will I will venture to guess that uh, ninety nine percent of the students that graduate from Fremont High School will go out and get a job one day. Uh, what is one of the things that you deal with on a regular basis, professional responsibility, that you have to address with new employees? Um, well, you mentioned attendance, but I think I really want them to find something that is of interest to them, if I'm understanding the question correctly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I, to be super passionate about something, yeah. um, I happen to enjoy working with people. I like meeting different people. Um, Fred Meyer was that way, and I just, he'd sit down and ask questions that I don't even think you're allowed to ask anymore nowadays, but he just <laughs> took a genuine interest in people, and I do too. Um, I think we have more in common with each other than uh, different, and so helping them to understand what makes them tick, um, what interests they have sure uh, because if you come to work and let's say you're, you're asked to stock shelves and mm -hmm. you hate stocking shelves mm -hmm. um i don't know fashions is one area that i'm just not really to be honest with you excited about so i surround my people myself with people who know that better than i do <laughs> oh sure. i can help you there joe <laughs> <laughs> but i but i really try my best to, to find something that's of interest to them by and the way uh scott's had the same flannel for the last 35 years so i don't know that you would ask him for fashion advice i, I just buy wanna, it at my i just want to <laughs> i just want to insert that before we continue and joe for the um just for the students that are watching this and you're in charge of hiring all levels of jobs at the at the store correct i yeah. mean we're 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 talking everything from you know making sure the carts get back on time to personnel and and folks that are making heavy heavy decisions for not only this store but for the community as well mm. yeah i uh, i don't necessarily get personally involved in hiring um, at the team member level uh, in a lot of instances because I want the team leaders to have ownership in the people right. they hire. So it's like, hey, you again, let's throw Jimmy under the bus, but mm -hmm. here's Jimmy, make him successful. Well, if they didn't interview Jimmy or get to know Jimmy or find that Jimmy would fit 
maybe real well. They just don't have an ownership in right. that. So. Sure. That's a good point. Yeah. So um, as we start talking about uh, what do you look for in young people as they apply in the real world? I keep saying the real world because, you know, high school is it's a pretty small world. You know, uh, kids are going through four years. It's, it's really kind of uh, – it's a small niche part of their life that eventually the world gets bigger and they're going to go out and apply for jobs. What do you look for in a young person when they apply for jobs? Whether that's a 16-year-old or a new graduate, what are you looking for? Um, uh, well, I mentioned earlier kind of a passion, mm-hmm. something that, that excites them. If and, and not everybody interviews well, but if they just sit there and just kind of like, yes, no, you know, I try to stir something in them that yeah. says, uh, what do you like to do for fun then? And they're going like, well, I'm here to apply for a job. Well, but some of it's related. Yep. So I just, uh, everybody has something that they like, whether it's video games or whether it's grandchildren or something like that. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm looking for. And then beyond that, I'm just trying to look for things that um, that I think would fit the, the store nice. Like uh, I, I mentioned uh, attitude. They have yeah. a good attitude. We ask some questions or whatever. If somebody comes in and goes, I hate right. this job. I hate coming to work every day. Oh, my word. It's like it drags everybody else down. Absolutely. So yeah. I, I really think attitude plays a big part of that. And you have three to 400 employees, right? Yeah, Zone just about, about 300. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And uh, um, what is it like to plant a store and have to hire three to 300 people? Oh, I think it's exciting. I mean, <laughs> you step into a new territory or a new area like, uh, you know, like Fremont, which it's been uh, almost five years now. Um, I had some family in Fremont, so I, I knew a little bit of that, but it's just neat. And we get all kinds of reports that talk about, hey, this is your core uh, core customer, mm-hmm. you know, tells you a little bit about them, how many churches they have in the area, um, uh, their organizations and so on. And it's just, uh, I don't know, I prefer to take a real positive approach is that you are not just taking money from these people. Hey, I've got cream mushroom soup you can buy. Well, you can buy that anywhere. Yeah. I really want to try to make an experience, um, and some people might say, well, that's corny, but I really want them to have a pleasant experience when they come in here. You never know. Uh, we have an orientation video that uh, shows customers coming into the door, and uh, they, they show what might be what considered an average person, but this little bubble appears next to them and said, I just had to put my mother into a rest home today, no. or I had to put my dog down today, uh, or, hey, guess what? I just celebrated my 10th anniversary. And so you don't know what these people are bringing in, and you can just say, well, there's another person walking through the door. No. Right. That's just not true. There's people that have just some pretty cool things going on in some pretty tough times, and you just don't know. So sure. it's kind of that mystery that makes uh, makes joining a different community kind of exciting. And when you hire those folks, there are certain intangibles that you're looking for then. Um, obviously, you're trying to get folks, the employees and associates at Meyer, to understand and, and, and have some caring attitude when they greet folks and when they're helping folks. Um, what are some of the other intangible things that you look for when you're interviewing folks? Um, well, sometimes I ask, are you just here to make a couple dollars? There's nothing wrong with that. Sure. Um, and, and that's fine. I, I just like to say, well, some of us, I just don't know what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Well, I got like 20 different areas in my sphere of influence in a retail store. Right. If that's something that somebody says, well, you know, Starbucks is just a weird example. I'll yeah. be honest with you. I don't understand it. It's coffee. <laughs> I, I, but, but some people, they get little pins on this. And now I'm a barista. You know, it's like, wow, they just wig out. And I'm going like, 
well, that's great. I have to kind of adapt to that. <laughs> but if that's what fuels their excitement, I think that's just kind of cool. So they may be a little caffeinated too when they get that thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, maybe so, Zach. But but to your uh, to your point, um, uh, Scott, I think that um, I'm really looking for something that they say I don't know. I really like to learn more about people or how to manage people or. They want to do accounting, and we can teach them all kinds of stuff about inventory and, and all that. Everybody brings a little different value to the table. So I really think it's important to ask them why they're there and what they want to do. I've had mm. people that just have kind of flopped sometimes and just not gone. They haven't done well. Yeah. Mm. And I take that personally because did we not ask the right questions? Yeah. Um, or they just come to work, and you know they're just a depressed, horrible mess, and you're going, why are you here? And, and I, right. I don't mean that in an offensive way, but yeah. go work someplace else. And it's not like, hey, I don't want you around. It's why would you get up every morning right. and be miserable? Right. right. Scott and I do that every day. I, I feel like when it Wake comes to... Wake up and be miserable? <laughs> no, no. That's a product of working with you, Mr. Yeah. Oh, hurtful, hurtful. No, I mean, when we see when we see kids come in the building, you know, we are very aware of you know, what are they what are they coming in with what are they you know what is their facial expression how are they how are they looking that day and uh is there something going on in their life and we try and address that i'm right. sure it's people it's people management right so you're yeah. you're managing people you're taking care of people and i think that that's uh probably when you have three to four hundred people at your workplace and you're the director you're taking care of those people you're making sure that they're they're taking care of um so going back to the the tardy incentive and the uh, punctuality what does punctuality look like how does it affect your store do you have any examples of um when you've had employees struggle with punctuality and how did you manage that yeah sometimes uh, we run into some just some awesome people yeah um, who struggle with that yeah and again the first step is to find out why yep. is there something and if they sometimes the answer is i don't know i just can't get out of bed yeah well i've reached in my pocket and and well now everybody has a phone to wake them up if they right. can do that but I, i'll call you yeah in the morning and they go seriously you got 300 people I value you that much. Let's get past this obstacle yep. and do that. In days of old, I'd buy him an alarm clock, but you know, <laughs> but and see if that truly is an obstacle or if they're just not motivated. Yeah. And if they're not motivated, yeah. then that goes back to this other thing. How can I motivate you? Or is there something that we can do? Move you to a different department, um, or maybe just—I don't want to say this in a bad way—that you know, maybe you're in the wrong seat of the bus and that you need to go work at a different place or someplace that sure. that'll energize you a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So what makes a good employee, Joe? I mentioned earlier attitude plays a piece of that, but I think value plays, plays a piece too. Um, <clears throat> I was sharing a story a little bit. I'll share again that I had a young man that um, wanted to go deer hunting. Last week, he came and talked to me. I found out after the fact, after he talked to me, he's a very good team member. I mean, he's, he, as you say, punctual. Yeah. He does his job. He, he just takes his breaks on time, does everything. But he came and talked to me and he said, Joe, I really want to go deer hunting. I just don't get a chance to spend time with my dad. And they've cleared the days off that I asked. But he said, um, they need me Monday. And my dad's leaving at 7 o'clock Monday. I talked to my dad and he goes, just call in sick. Mm. And he goes, you know, but then I talked to my mom and my mom said, go talk to Joe. Mm. And, you know, when the young man sat down there and talked to me, he, he's going deer hunting. I mean, he right. just is. Mm -hmm. Yes, he's going to take a ding on his attendance, mm -hmm. but he had a perfect attendance record anyway. And the fact of the matter is he brought, brought communication and value to the table. And I told him how much I respect him to do that. I don't, I, it isn't that whether or not you're going to go deer hunting or not. That's not the point. If uh, you've got somewhere to be with some friends, a girlfriend, a special family thing, you're going to be there. We'll figure it out. They're not going to shut the store down because you're not there. Sure. 
but please communicate that even if you don't like my answer yep you're going to get dinged on attendance mm -hmm. you know and there's it's but please communicate with me yeah i think that's so important it yeah. really is so uh, as we start to segue into, you know, from the working world and what it takes to be a good employee and the punctuality piece and here at the high school, we're trying to incentivize, you know, getting class on time and what that looks like in the real world, making sure to work on time, make sure that you are communicating with your teachers and letting them know if there is a situation like, hey, I was talking to another teacher. I'm sorry, I was a minute or two late. Uh, those are all really good pieces of advice. I mean, and, and at the end of the day, I don't think anybody wants to see a kid um, or an employee get in trouble. I mean, that's not why we're here, right? We're here to have a positive environment. We're here to enjoy the time that we have here at Fremont High School or in your, in your working world, enjoy their time as an employee at Meyer. Uh, we're going to move on from the punctuality piece onto um, the book that we're reading in our success class, which is chop wood, carry water, and it's about the process to mastery. Um, taking a, a task and learning how to do it and becoming good at it and working through the process and the struggles that go along with um, that process. Um, you know, when we introduced the book, and this was in September, we introduced the book and we talked about, you know, we kind of took the uh, athletic, um, the athletic road, right? So we watched, uh, Mr. Sherman and I both like football. We watch football on Sunday, and you see those guys making these crazy catches and these unbelievable passes, and uh, they're just professional athletes at the top-tier performance, and you go, yeah, I could do that. But you have no idea what it takes to actually get to that point, the process of failure to get to that point. In the working world, you said you had something like 20 departments that work under you, and I'm sure... Not everybody walks in and can walk right into the bakery and bake cakes or they can, you know, work the slicer or they know how to stock a shelf properly. So um, or in your experience, you know, working five years to make yourself available to that directorship, you know, you had to have failed and, and struggled um, in the nine super centers that you've worked for. And that was my typo, by the way. I said he only worked for five. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what? I think if people are afraid to fail, then they're not trying hard enough. I always tell folks that um, I fall in every pothole put in front of me, <laughs> hopefully just once. Yeah. But um, I, I don't think that's anything that anybody hasn't heard before. If you do nothing, you get nothing. Sure. If you try and screw up or make a mistake or whatever, I tell people, I just use that story. We're not shutting the store down because somebody didn't show up. Right. Um, you know, uh, and so I think it's important that people take accountability for the mistakes or responsibility for the mistakes, but move on. Sure. Don't dwell on it. Sure. So over the course of your 35-year career as a store director, um, I'm sure things have changed. Um, can you talk about the experience of change and how you've had to learn to adapt and you know, struggle through that uh, adaptation to work with the people that are coming in that may be different than when you started. Things have changed. Um, you know, the, you're, the people listening to this can't tell. I'm, I'm almost 58. So, of course, we joke about the fact. He looks uh, like he's 35, by right, the way, folks. Yeah, yeah. Those of you listening to uh, on the radio. <laughs> My daughter had told me one time we were talking about popcorn, and she goes, uh, you know, I told her, well, we didn't have a microwave when we were growing up until I was, like, in high school. And she says, well, how'd you make popcorn? 
<laughs> I mean, you know, and, or the rotary phone and all these different changes. But yes, technology has changed tremendously. And in sure. order to be competitive, we have to change. It's not a matter of whether or not uh, we, the old way worked. Mm -hmm. um, we just can't financially be able to keep up with competition unless we make some of those changes as well. So, uh, yeah, um, and, and jobs have changed. The fact that you still have to take care of people has not changed, and that resonates with this book. Uh, I thought sure. I did have the chance to read it in the deer blind. That's probably why I didn't shoot a deer, because uh, <laughs> I did get caught up in that. But it, it, uh, it, it is truth. Uh, there, you have to be able to understand yourself. You have to be able to understand others mm -hmm. and learn and make some of those mistakes, as John did a number of times. Sure. What's an example of when you had to go through the process of progression to be successful? Um, being, not being afraid to make mistakes and not being able to ask questions. Um, typically, uh, it's, it's easy to say guys, because I don't want to stereotype us, but uh, we don't always ask questions, mm. uh, like directions. You know, now we got uh, navigation on our phone, but you know, mm. when I remember on a honeymoon, I was telling my wife, how do you get here? And we were in the middle of Niagara Falls and <laughs> you know, Canada and so on or whatever. And we're still together, but it was touch and go there for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the same thing with this. If you don't understand something or you don't understand the why behind it, sure. I think the why is so important. Yeah. Uh, they, again, you may not agree with why we do things, yeah. uh, but, but it is the way it is and, uh, and move forward. Well, I think about John and that, um, that process of uh, becoming an archer, and you know, he constantly is asking uh, his sensei, he's constantly asking, like, why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? Why can't I just go out and, and shoot the target that I want to shoot? Why can't I just go from zero to 100? And I think that that is just such a fascinating um, story about how we as human beings want to go from zero to 100. We want to be we want to be right there at that mastery level, but it takes time, energy, and effort to get there and, and asking the why. And I think a good leader, uh, like uh, Akira Sensei in the, in the book, a good leader will tell you why. If you ask why, if you take the time to be like, why am I doing this? Uh, a, a good leader will take the time and tell you why. Uh, over the course of your career, have you had uh, mentors or people that have helped you along um, to get to... I would say the mastery level that you're at as a director, have you had those people in your life? Yeah, yeah, and it's been, it's been a blessing because I've really had the right people. I look back now and I can say, that guy really cared about me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I tell the, the story that when I started with Meyer, um, I remember it was, I can admit it was a little embarrassing. This is really a long time ago, but they were going <laughs> to offer me $280 a week. And I'm going like, whoa, I just graduated from college. I, <laughs> I actually graduated with honors and I was a little... I'll use the word uh, ashamed because mm. I thought, wow. And I thought, well, okay, well, I stepped out of my little comfort zone and said, can I have $300 a week? Sure. And remember the guy told me, if you put it in your 401k, I'll give you the extra 20 bucks. And I thought, what, what do you get a commission nice. off from this or what? <laughs> well, but it was, the be yeah, it was the beginnings of, you know, you guys listening, study compound interest. It's, yeah. <laughs> I can't tell you, it's the biggest secret out there mm. uh, that you can. But what really, going back to what, what you're talking about is, he didn't give me all the details about, hey, here's the spreadsheet of how much you'll have mm. in certain, but he knew down the road where it would be. And as Sensi did with John, you know, I think of the story when uh, he wanted to shoot, just shoot, shoot, shoot. He was shooting, and all of a sudden, pop, his arm hurt or yeah. whatever. And you know, yeah. now you can't possibly give every reason 
what's going to happen. So when you say why, well, you know, if you do it, your arm's going to go, to, you're going to, to pot. Yeah. Well, that not may not have happened, but in this instance, it did. Right. And so I thought it was kind of interesting uh, that, that you do have to explain why, but more importantly, there's got to be a certain amount of respect and trust you have for your mentors. Yeah, absolutely. And sometimes you just take their word for it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think you're on to something in a previous <clears throat> statement, Joe, um, with the GPS thing. I think you could market bumper stickers that say GPS saved my marriage. I think that would apply to a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, definitely when it came out, definitely helped my marriage. <laughs> I rem- I remember the old foldable maps and then of course, uh when the internet came along, you were using the uh oh, what was the name of the the printable maps that you get um Oh, MapQuest? MapQuest, yes. yeah, where yeah. you would type it in and they would give you the printed out directions right. and you'd yeah. be sitting there trying to drive and, oh, Yes, gosh. but then you'd say, uh, <laughs> hey, honey, am I supposed to turn here? Yeah. yeah. You're right, go ahead. Yeah. So I'd turn right and she says, no, you'd have to turn here, but yeah. you had to turn left. Yeah. That still didn't work. Yeah. Turn no. now. Turn now. <laughs> what? You told me that two miles ago. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, uh, Joe, thank you for taking yeah. time today. Um, we're honored to hear from you and your story and your insight. And it is very, very, very much appreciated. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us on our latest edition of the Packer Principal Podcast. You can listen to our Packer Principal Podcast on Facebook or Spotify, and you can look for that in the near future, and we will be continuing to have episodes coming out regularly throughout the year. So thank you very much for joining us, and we will talk at you soon.